Hi, I'm Tom Gott, colorist for Jeff Smith at Cartoon Books. You are listening to Heroes Home Base Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Rich. This is Mark. This is Rob. Uh, welcome to another episode, fellas. Man, what is this? 33, I think? I think so. Yeah, man. Somewhere in the 30s. I lost count in March. I don't keep track of anything in t- 2020. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be able to scrap the whole darn thing. Um, so we've got Tom Gott from um, Cartoon, Cartoon Books, Books, man. We're bringing back the resurrection of the home base communications. Comes back today. No, it was a good one too. He took us on a tour of his home with all his awesome. I mean, it's literally his. It's a museum. Basically. It is, dude. It's he like sleeps a... in the museum. <laughs> um, before we get to that, you want to Mark? You want to cover a few things with the news, and then uh, we'll we'll get to talking to Tom, man. Yeah. So just a few things in the news. Um, we have a release date for One Division. Okay. On Disney Plus, that will be released. The premiere episode will come out January fifteenth. Nice, that's pretty soon. So I'm very excited. That I believe the show takes place after the events of Endgame, and it's all. I think it's about six episodes, and this is the first show that is going to be part of the MCU that's going to be on Disney Plus. So it comes out January fifteenth. I'm so excited about that. And I don't know if you guys saw, but there's a picture of Martian Manhunter that. Mm. I did not Zach, see that. Yeah, that Zack Snyder put up. And I think he may be in Zatter, uh, Snyder's cut. Yes, so he is. It's a cool picture. It's a really cool picture. It's very traditional Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. He's green. Um, his head looked like looked a little elongated, but it's traditional Martian Manhunter with the colors. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And just you know, it's 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 really blown up Snyder cut. Also on my tra- in my travels, I found a place, a new comic shop here in Brooklyn called Anyone Comics. Anyone Comics. Okay, where's that? It's a at? small. It's in Brooklyn. It's a small store. Uh, it's really a great store for new stuff. They had about four long boxes worth of back issues. So it's a, the staff was great. In the time that I was there, they were just very knowledgeable. I was able to talk to them for about 10 or so minutes. And they actually come from all different comic book stores. So the owner of it used to work at Midtown Comics. And one okay. of the guys there, one of the employees actually used to work at Midtown Comics. And the girl who was behind the register, she used to work at St. Mark's Comics in, in um, East Village. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yep. So they have a, a whole array of uh, comic um, knowledge there. Yeah. So it's a great story, and I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna go back next week and speak with the owner and see if we can get an interview with him. So everybody, be on the lookout for that. Nice. Sweet. What do you got? What do you got, Rich? All right. So uh, I know we can't wrap up the three Jokers uh, since Rob still hasn't finished reading the third issue, but uh article came down from bleeding cool that jeff johns and jason fabak are creating a one-shot sequel and i'll just breeze through this real quick oh uh jeff johns and uh, jason fabak are creating a one-shot sequel to dc comics biggest selling comic book of 2020 batman the three jokers and that will be integral excuse me integral part of the new dc omniverse that bleeding cool has been uh scooping the news on this recent weeks all those questions you had about batman's three jokers place in continuity looks like the doomsday clock were the vanguard for what is coming for dc's omniverse any story any character any time has its place a shared history but infinite possibilities going forward i've been reporting that dc comics will have a dc omniverse special in march whatever it will be called uh to set this all up so that's coming another sequel can't wait not another sequel but a sequel to that great story so with that mention of that article obviously dc's going to another sort of i don't know if it's a reset button or whatever it's dc omniverse um in 2021 after future state which is something some kind of big mix it up type of thing to kind of piggyback off of that dc had another round of layoffs of people another downsizing so it I don't know. I don't know. And they've they've also dropped one of their distributors. I believe it was the distributor Luna that they were going through Midtown Comics to get to the uh, get to the stores. So I know that there's a lot of comic shops that are 
up in the air about where they're going to get their DC books. So I, I don't know. It's, it seems like it's just a giant mess right now. But um, Marie Jabbins, now full editor-in-chief of DC Comics. DC Comics has promoted Marie Jabbins to the full editor-in-chief position as, as the publisher. Previously, she had uh, shared a co-editor-in-chief duties with Michelle Wells after a sinks had been applied to DC's upper echelon of editorial staff, replacing Bob Harris in the role. The editor-in-chief position for Wells and Javins was a temporary one, and now the permanent ongoing situation has been clarified. Back in April, Bleeding Cool called Javins the savvier of the DC comics right now, and she seems determined to fill that role. And formerly executive editor of Global Publishing Initiatives and Digital Strategy for DC, Marie is seen as a comic book industry lifer with a big world traveling in the middle when Marvel went through what DC went through recently. If anyone is there to preserve much of the old spirit of DC comics and American comic books in general, it is her. She has also had, she also has a reputation for just getting things done on deadlines against impossible odds. So while DC president and CCO Jim Lee stated anyone who has been fortunate enough to work with Marie in the comics business knows two things about her. One that she has the impeccable creative, uh, creative in, Instincts and the talent relationship needs to create the kind of stories our fans crave and demand. And two, that her deep knowledge of the global business of comics and its endless variation of storytelling means big things are coming on the horizon for DC in this year and uh, years to come. I'm thrilled that Marie and look forward to the I'm thrilled I'm thrilled for Marie and look forward to the stories she has yet to tell. So so new beginnings and more ends for folks. Correct. So, um, and I was also, I mean, I, I go on Bleeding Cool's website quite a bit. Um, I don't know if Wonder Woman has been postponed again. There's uh, hints that it could possibly be postponed again. I, I don't know. I just. Yeah, Dr. Doug and I keep touching base about that. They're talking about August 2021. Oh, my God, man. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um. Well, I thought wasn't the other rumor that they would just do like a streaming service or the possibility of them. You could stream it or rent, rent it. Yeah. I know we talked about that on the last episode. So, yeah. all right, this is a post recording update. As of this past weekend, uh, it has been decided that on Christmas day, Wonder Woman will be released in theaters and it will be available on HBO max. So you can rent it, stream it like we were thinking it was going to be, or you can take the family to the movie theater to see it on Christmas Day. All right, so the resurrection of the home-based communications. This this time we're speaking with, like we said, Tom Gott, awesome dude, uh, one of the uh, associates at Cartoon Books that I met this past summer and got to work with, and he's a great guy, and he's a huge nerd just like the three of us, so we just had to have him on the show. So without further ado, here is Tom Gott. I feel like meeting you and um, a bunch of other people this year has like been the highlight. So like we all like our whole thing on this podcast is just to nerd out and find more nerds <laughs> and just found one. and just talk about what we love, man. This has been by far the worst fucking year in the history of ever. You got that right. Let's, let's Moment. just spin it to something happy. Let's talk yes. about nerd shit. All right. <laughs> Mark, you want to start it off? Sure. So tell us, Tom, when did you first fall in love with comics? Oh, uh, that's a good question. That's I like guess. the anchor question, man. Yeah. I mean, ever since I can remember, I guess, you know, watching Super Friends, um, I had, um, and then when I would go to my grandparents' house and um, we would go to the grocery store and stuff. That's where I always ran to was that spinner rack and oh, yeah. get, you know, just look through comics. And then luckily they were, you know, 30, 40 cents back then. And I always asked if I could have one and they always said yes. And for me, it started off with Justice League, uh, Justice League of America. And um, Dick Dillon was the artist's name uh, that was on that book for a long, long, long time. And I just absolutely loved his art. And then I never read the, you know, the pages that were the letters page, you know. Right, very, right. And um, I didn't understand when his, when the artwork changed on Justice League of America. 
I was like, why isn't he drawing this anymore? And it just kept going on issue after issue after issue after issue. And it wasn't until I got older and I went back and started reading some of the um, things that I found out he passed away. And I was mm. so out. But then that's when good old George Perez came in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like? Rank your rank your artists, man. Like we're all huge George fans, but like, what are your top top? If you can pick your top five, go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love obviously George. Um, Phil has to go hand in hand with that. I love Eddie. Um, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. Barrows, Barrows. Mm-hmm. Um, he does Nightwing, and um, and I love Ivan. Uh, Reese, right? Reese, Reese, whatever. Yeah, Reese Rice. I love him. Um, obviously, Jim Lee. Um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people that I really like and admire. So we recently have been discussing the three jokers. What do you think of Jason Fabach? Oh, yep. He's another one. I've got <laughs> his, his is on the side. I don't think, I don't know when we were, um, when I was doing the camera and stuff, I've got a, I've got one of his over on the side of the tower, I think. Um, yes, I love that. He's the one that actually, he's the one that did the Trinity um the statue that uh with superman wonder woman and batman that i absolutely love i do love him but i haven't read it yet so don't you're gonna read three jokers i get in trouble i know i'm gonna get in trouble because i have them all as Mm -hmm. you saw all the boxes down there Mm -hmm. but i uh i just have not read them yet you'll love it i'm uh i'm a third of the way through the last issue so oh the third one came out already yes yes Yes. I'll have to check with Gib. Yeah, you drop Gib because it's pretty funny because he messaged me out of the blue this week and goes, "Um, I don't think I've ever told you, Rich, but your pull box is right next to Jeff Smith's. I'm like, (laughs) oh, really? (laughs) It's like, I need picture proof of that good luck charm. Uh, (laughs) You listen, after everything that you did in July to help, I mean, it would have not have been the success it was without you. You're in the band, I tell you. That was a quote from Judd Winnick, who (laughs) he said to me, God, years and years and years and years ago, um, he said, it's good to be in the band, isn't it? You know, because I was standing, you know, because I was working for Jeff, you know, right. Working behind the uh, booth and all that kind of stuff and meeting fans and everything. And I was like, that's an amazing way to put that. Yeah. Well, You're in the I, band, I, I appreciated yeah. the opportunity, man. Yeah. And it was like, it was a pleasure. I, I, yeah. I, I can't do the stars align with that because I don't know how the hell it ended up being the weekend that I was on vacation. Cause if it wasn't the weekend I was on, va- I'm like, Oh man, like, <laughs> but no, dude, that was probably yeah, was, the highlight, yeah. the highlight of 2020. Well, and the fact that you were like two weeks into kind of learning zoom and the way. Of yeah. Like we just started switching over to this platform and yeah. like started doing it. And I'm like, I know the ins and outs. I was like, Oh yeah, let's do it. He called uh, me pissing his pants. He's like, you're never going to know what just happened. <laughs> like we are talking about, he's like, Jeff Smith, man, I got to help him do his <laughs> live event. I'm like, sweet. He's like, well then, Kathleen's oh, like Kathleen's like, uh, do you want compensation? I'm like, I just want him to be on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yep, oh, yeah. Yep, just yep. To, to circle back, uh, Gib sends me this random picture of my name in a box that's empty because I just picked up my stuff, and <laughs> Jeff's is still pretty full. So I don't know if you're the one who has to go Ooh. to the go to yeah. the store and get them for I'll, him or what. I'll go and get them on Wednesday. <laughs> Usually, I ask. I guess I didn't. Ask. Well. That's because I think on Wednesday was when I picked up the um, diamonds. Uh, they're doing the they do the the um, more affordable statues yeah. that yeah. I absolutely love. The PVC, um, for, yeah, the PVCs. But now they're doing the resin ones and that oh, nice. animated uh, the Justice League animated ones, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. I just had to have them, Hell so yeah. I filled the Jeep in the back with. <laughs> Those three big boxes. <laughs> so do you do you remember when your collection actually started? Because I know Rob and I have tried to pinpoint what was the first comic oh. book we ever read, and I honestly can't remember. I don't remember what it is. Do you remember when your collecting started and what your first issue was? 
it was definitely, I guess, it was definitely Justice League. And it was everyone, see, back then, you guys are lucky that you're young. If you're my age, back then, you had to go to, you know, to 7-Eleven. Well, they, no, there weren't even 7-Eleven. Miller's Some Pharmacy those, in Oakland Park. Some place that had the spinner racks. Yeah. And you had to hope that they ordered that book or if it was going to be there. And, um, you know, there's issues that I missed and, you know, story arcs that I didn't. I remember um starro being on brian boland did the artwork and starro was he had put the spores out all over you know new york city and got all of the justice league and um i remember waiting and waiting and waiting for that second issue because i wanted to see you know what was going to happen because at the end of it i think everybody had yeah you know, every superhero had a um star spore on their face but it was awesome that you know, Red Tornado is immune and he was able to just rip it off and save Heck the day, yeah. if I remember correctly. But for me, I think what really the collecting was tit- uh, Titans. I missed, I got the preview in, I was lucky to find the preview that was in the DC Presents with Green Lantern and Superman on the cover. Um, and the, it was the six page or 12 page preview of what the new Teen Titans was going to be. Yeah. And I missed the first issue, but I got the second issue with Deathstroke. And then I think I missed the third one, got the fourth one with Justice League, and the fifth one and uh, start of when Trigon. And then I missed a bunch, I think, until all of that Trigon story was over with. And I think that they had the changeling had been shot oh you froze oh no got to do the classic log out and log back in no, sorry man. kids. It's all good, I, man. That beard's looking awesome. <laughs> awesome and gray. I got to trim mine. It's a little out of control. Oh, it's a little long there, buddy. Yeah. <sighs> if I could grow, if I could grow the whole beard down to here, I would be content with that. But I can't. It looks like I look. Yeah, like you and I grow head. Keanu Reeves beards, and it looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think he's put some Rogaine on his cheeks. He's looking pretty full these days. Mm. I look like, I seriously look like a meth addict or something. It looks bad. (laughs) (laughs) So where did we leave off with you, Tom? What's that? Where did we leave off, Tom? He was talking about... (sighs) I think collecting, yeah. It was, um, so it was, it was my friend, um, uh, Dan Allen in probably sixth grade i think and he sixth or seventh grade and he had somehow got all of the titans ones all the titans issues and he was up to 12 or 13 i think it was um and uh he was willing to sell them for sell them to heck yes so i saved up babysitting money and used that and bought them and that's where my first chunk uh came from love it how many uh, what? How many titles are you currently collecting? Um, God, you know I never counted them. Flash, Nightwing, Detective, Action, Wonder Woman, Superman. Titan, the new one, yeah, where they started with a new number one. I forget which Superman that one is. That's seven. Got a Batman in there. That's your detective. Yeah, Batman detective. Yeah. Um, all of the black label ones. I love those. Yeah. Aquaman. I think he got canceled though. Yeah, Batgirl got canceled too. Justice League, um, at least 10 to 12, I think, maybe. Nice. If not more. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm so bad at, um, I keep getting them because one of these days I'm going to sit down and just, you know, have (laughs) myself a binge binge reading. Do you have a favorite story that came out like recently that you really, really enjoyed? Like, I thought the, I, know, I know Damned is old, but I I thought Damned was pretty stellar when that came out. See, and for me, again, where I'm reading, I find myself is, uh, which I never thought I would do, is on the DC Universe app. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll see where they put up the trendy comics and deceased. Dude, oh yeah, loving that shit. I um I'm up to I think they have out on issue five, but I went and I got the um trades up. And yes. I, mean, I had all the issues, 
But again, it's one of those things where that's another reason why I hate this damn virus so bad is friends of mine were going to come over because the minute I get the comics, I bag and board them. Yep. And like an idiot, I buy both damn covers. So I've got two Flash, you know. That's Rob. I mean, yes, <laughs> hey, exactly. Hey. So I, our Jim Go Lee ahead. collection looks really good because I went after variant covers, jackass. Yeah, I know. They're worth a little bit of money. <laughs> you have all my deceased, don't you, Rob? You read, you're read? you caught up on that? Uh, okay. I'm on issue three. So Which I've one? read one through three. On the new one? Um, yeah, I haven't gotten into uh, Good Day to Die or the uh, the other one there. So I'm three. Yeah, I haven't one. started that one. Yeah, that's the I newest one. I have them all. But man, I'll tell you, that... That brought back when I would read that on, even though I'm reading it on my giant TV, when I was reading that, that brought me back to when I was a kid and there was the cliffhangers. Yeah. You know, it's like, holy crap, how much, how can this get worse? And it does. And it does. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse and worse. And then, of course, I'm so, you know, jonesing for, I can't wait to see, because obviously, you know, not all of those people can stay they can't kill them all. Yeah. So there's, I mean, Batman's gone. Nightwing's gone. No, that ain't going to happen. So I thought I Batman went to... down like a bitch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, Are you, you kidding me? I Walk into the kitchen and you're getting bit by Nightwing. And I'm like, what? I know. <laughs> that was, I really wish that they would have rethought that whole um, way of it happening for him because it, 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 that's it. It's. I mean, if he's freaking can fight Superman. Yeah. Or that can move like that. You really you can't outrun Nightwing or Although I did like the Mr. Freeze suit angle cuz that's very Batman. All right, I'm going to freeze right, myself yeah. to get one last communication out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I'm, know. It's, it, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was, I'm just saying I'm digging that. Yeah. So that's the most current. <laughs> I'm waiting on the action figures to come out because I gotta have a zombie Superman action figure. I'm still I think it's gonna be what November twenty something is when they're supposed to be released. But I was talking to Gib about it. I'm like, are you gonna be able to get me that action figure? He's like, I, I don't know. With the way DC's gone, like I guess I'll have to buy it on Amazon. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean the DC direct one or the McFarlane one? I think it's the McFarlane one. Right, yeah, the McFarlane ones. I mean, I belong to one of the fan uh, things on Facebook on there, and so many people are posting from all over the world that they already have them. They have every single, the, the metal ones. Dude, those Walmarts and Targets, and I haven't seen anything, anything. No. Nuts. Just the toy hunting is, and nowadays, you know, you don't really want to go. We used to spend Saturdays just going to every single Toys R Us in Columbus, every single Target. Toys R Us, oh man. Yeah, yeah. man. Rest That's in peace. Where, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We did that on a Saturday. My cousin and I would teach Saturday school at CCAD. And after that, um, that's where I met a couple of, that's actually where I met Steve. Um, okay. um, and that's what started my whole, all over the place, but that's what started me at Cartoon Books. Um, and uh, we would just go toy shopping from Saturday, yeah. Saturday at noon, eat lunch, and whoops. Tom, oh, um, did you ever oh. see the uh, the Prime One Hush Huntress statue? No, I have not seen that. Is that as big as my Justice League ones? I think so. Yeah, it's a we were yeah, just talking about this could, the other day. I see the, wow. That's a Jim Lee costume, I think. Yeah, that's badass. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I'll tell you, man, they really, really, really are incredible, that studio. And the um, who is the one? I don't know if it's Prime One or somebody else that's making the life-size um, Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot and mm-hmm. Ben Affleck and Jason Momoa. The, I mean, dude, sweet. it looks like you've, you know, put them in wax or whatever and you yeah. have them your own life-size half Kim was, Kim was goofing around showing me like Christmas ideas and she had this like uh here's a sorry eight- what's her name uh, I'm sorry on this show it's show quitter Kim sorry that's right um show quitter Kim was showing me <laughs> uh like Christmas right, you gotta, ideas. there's some 
I know there's got to be a backstory to that. So I'm oh, gonna... we we had her on the show and we talked. We were talking about TV shows, and she literally quit every show. So that's her nickname on the show is Show Queen. Yeah. So like she's showing me this like seven thousand dollar eight foot tall superman uh statue like uh one of these days when i got an extra 10 grand lying around maybe i'll buy you this i'm like i don't even know where the hell i'd put that (laughs) i know that's the way i am too it's just like i have to be content with my justice league that i showed you at the beginning um because i would love to have all four of them i mean superman wonder woman batman and aquaman to me are you know that's your holy, like, those are your holy grail toys right there? Yeah. Um, I mean, but I would love to have those, I, I, the life-size statues. Oh, yeah. Or Rich, life-size I, busts, I guess. struggle to understand where you don't know the place that. When you walk in your front door, right where that little t- table is, you just get that the hell out of the way and you just put <laughs> the statue right I'm sure there Kim next would to love your that. Yeah. If not there, then move it over into the room to the left right in front of your three-tiered <laughs> window. I mean... What's the problem? I don't know. So, Tom, gonna yes, movie nerd out for a second. So, what is yeah. kind of your top three comic book movies? I I loved Batman versus Superman. I know that. Nope, you're my guy. I'm in the minority on that. Nope, um, you're not. <laughs> uh, not on this podcast. Yeah. Um. Oh man, there's so many good Marvel ones too. Marvel uh, just perked up. Iron Man, man. <laughs> Iron Man, I think, is... Uh, we just watched that with the kids the other day. That's probably still one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and I loved Iron Man 3. That we, Kathleen and I saw that in... Um, Gib got us uh, advanced screening, and we saw it in IMAX 3D, and that whole airplane scene with mm-hmm. him just... I mean, that to me was just amazing cinema... And um, I just loved the the uh, anxiousness of, I mean, free falling and him catching, boom, 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 catching everybody. And yeah. I just loved um, I loved the, the Avengers movies. The Captain America with Bucky, um, Winter Soldier. I loved that one. Guardians of the Galaxy. Are Gal- you a uh, Winter Soldier better than the original? Uh, what do you mean? Like, yeah, what do you mean? The revamp of the... Captain America better than number one. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm confused. You like, do you like the first Captain? You like Captain America: Winter Soldier, the second movie, or the first Captain America, yeah, which the first better? Avenger? Oh, oh, second, yeah, um, Winter Soldier. Sorry, I've heard yeah. that consistently. Yeah, sorry. I don't I like confused. Chris Evans' head on the uh, fake body. I just thought it looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> just looked awful. <laughs> And I still am a diehard Justice League fan. I um, I watch it all the time, and um, I am so looking forward to yes. next year. Yes. To Zach's, I mean, I just cannot wait for that. I want to have a party so bad, so this damn virus better be freaking gone, because I want to have all yeah. of my geek friends over. Dude, I think. It, do you think it's going to be like? probably like this time next year when it'll get released on HBO max. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like it's going to be going into the fall into the, yeah, yeah. I don't know the way that they, I guess. Yeah. I was, I was hopeful that it was going to be a spring, but I mean, who knows how Hollywood's dealing with this and who can work on it. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that I'm reading, I mean, green lantern's going to be in it, you know, and, um, so well we we talked about it on the show i think last episode like they're getting the all the actors back to do additional shots so it's not like that's why i'm like really excited because i think that yeah he was going to do a a justice league too but i think he's wrapping this thing up to have a finale to it and i that oh you do i think so like why else would i mean he had all his shots so like it makes me get excited like i i i can't wait oh Dude, he might turn. Yeah, maybe he's got enough stuff for Justice League, his Justice League on HBO, and also these reshoots and stuff to do the two. Yeah, to do part two, that'd be awesome. So switching gears, what are yeah. your three least favorite comic book movies? 
You uh, always love well, talking I mean, about the shit, don't you? I do. You know, we just... Well, I've never seen Catwoman because I <laughs> there's there's no. I'm sorry. I love Halle Berry. I love her. Love her. Love her. But that costume, the fact that her name wasn't Selena, I heard. I was like, "There's no way I'm ever gonna." It's go like the shittiest never. comic book movie that nobody nobody's saw ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I everybody. Will never, I will never see that, and I still never. I mean, I guess you want to know what the shittiest are. These are the ones that I never saw. I never saw any of the Punishers, um, mm. so I don't know how good they were. I didn't hate Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I remember not hating it. Um, <laughs> Evanescence, uh, same that movie. It's fine. Right. And I know this is very, very comp. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say it, but I just have never been a fan of. Um, I mean, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. I love Danny DeVito. I just, I don't know what it was. I just didn't care. Gonna hit really? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> very unpopular opinion. But so I, I will ask you, though, because I was actually going to ask you this Is Batman Returns a Christmas movie? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I would think so. Just the way Die Hard is to me. You, there you go. You, you've you've you. made up for your controversy. <laughs> <laughs> and Lethal Weapon. Yes. 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 Movie. I mean, the car comes through the window and hits the tree. Like, you don't get much more Christmas <laughs> than that. Hey, the movie starts off with... <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Can you tell us if you could meet one... Celebrity actor from your favorite comic book movie, who would it be? Oh my God. <laughs> Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, he just seems like he would be so stinking fun to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah. that section of Aquaman, In where all of those big dudes that you think are going to try and kick his ass and he ends up drinking with them, that's the way I envision him to be yeah that was probably real life and sure. then gal and then a gal would be after that nice all <laughs> right i want to take it to uh your career tom so you you mentioned it really briefly so okay i guess we could take it back to bone like share your experience with bone and then you met with steve and then like how did that whole thing work out like oh, that, through that timeline <laughs> that's an embarrassing uh, <laughs> It's an embarrassing to admit kind of a thing because, again, I've always been a big superhero fan. So to me, it was always um, DC Marvel. You know, I never really knew about independent comics and self-publishing and all that kind of stuff. And so um, when I had met Steve, um, he was working for Resource Toys, yep. um, which was a toy company in Columbus. And um, he was working on the bone uh, the, I, I believe it was the second series of bone figures. And um, so then that's how I got to find out, uh, you know, about uh, um, cartoon books and, and uh, Jeff. And I made, I forget where we were at some a birthday party or new year's Eve party or some stupid thing. And of course I've always been a comic book person. I've always wanted to, you know, break into the industry and I never thought that I was good enough to draw, but I always thought that I had the skills to ink. So mm -hmm. I said to Steve, I was like, does Jeff need an inker? <laughs> <laughs> Not realizing who Jeff actually was. Right. Um, or so it's like, no, he does not need an anchor. He definitely doesn't need me as an anchor. Um, but anyway, uh, so I've always wanted to go to Comic-Con. And after, I mean, his story is, um, he was working at Resource, then they closed down. Then the next day or the day that he lost his job at Resource, he got the job at Cartoon Books. And um, that's, oh, that's what it was. That's when they did um, the second uh, series of bone figures. Steve started uh, there. And so they were going out to Comic-Con. And so I said, Hey, can I, you know, I'll pay for myself, but can I fly out with you guys and crash in your hotel room? And, um, so they said yes. And, um, I flew out with Kathleen and Steve, Jeff and Vijaya were already out there. And, um, this was 99 or 2000, I think 2000 was my okay. first Comic-Con. And, um, uh, Kathleen, poor Kathleen, she ended up getting sick 
and mm. couldn't work. And back then, the show wasn't as huge right. as it is now. And so I was able to see everything that I wanted to see um, on the show floor within a few hours or whatever. And I went back to their booth, met Jeff and Vijaya, and um, just started hanging out because Cap um, couldn't work. Then I, you know, just hung out and started helping. And then um, I loved it. I'm such a, um, I love doing shows. I love, you know, meeting the fans and um, interacting with customers and selling stuff and making the money. At that time, also in July, sometimes you would go to Comic-Con, then you would ship your stuff right to Chicago for Wizard World. Um, and so they asked me if I could do Wizard World, and I was like, heck yeah. We, Hell yeah. Steve, Steve and I and his cousin Eric, we drove to Chicago two weeks later and did the show there, and then that's how it got started for me. So I just was work. I would get off my, um, take a week off of my regular job to go to Comic-Con every July, and then the same thing, um, I'd use my vacation time to go to uh, San Diego and, and Chicago, and then uh, if we were doing Pittsburgh, that's a nice quick drive, and yeah, um, and that was just a weekend. I could take a day here or there, and then um, so I did that for up until two thousand and four or five, I think. I think two thousand four was when the Bone One Volume Edition Black and White came out because Jeff had finished it, and I think it was two thousand four that is when um, that was the Bible came out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we were always across hallway, or not hallway, the um, aisle from uh, Abstract Studios, Robin and Terry Moore. And so Strangers in Paradise, and um, and that's what he was doing at that time. And um, Robin had asked me if Cartoon Books wasn't coming back, if I could help them work at their booth, because her sister, who usually came out, she was retiring at that time. So I was like, heck yeah. So that's how I got to continue to go to Comic-Con. Hell yeah. In 2005, 6, 7, and 8. And then I worked for Robin and Terry at the shows. And then um, in, I lost my job at the newspaper in 2006. I did freelance all of 2007. And then in March of 2008, Jeff and Vijaya asked me if um, I wanted a full-time job um, getting the shipping and um, shipping the uh, store, getting the online store started and um, fulfilling the orders and, and um, taking customer questions and all that, you know, customer service stuff. And then I'm also a designer. So then I would, you know, lay out the books because we were doing Rassel at that time. Rassel had just started. Yeah. And so I was in out the comics and all that stuff. And 12 years later, baby, here I am. So yeah. let me ask you, when you were when you were like just that first Comic-Con out there working their booth, had you even read Bone yet? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <So, clears throat> edit that out. <laughs> uh, no, but I think Jeff knew that. I think that they, um, because I asked, oh my God, it was just like they'd walk up and go, can I have um, Dragon Slayer? And I'd be like, Dragon Slayer. Uh, which volume was that? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Which volume? Uh, and then they, and then the fans would interact with you about. Can you believe that? You know, well, Bartleby. No, I guess I, I'm. I can't make a, a, a try to find a joke, but um, they, you know, say, "Oh, the stupid rat creatures did this with the quiche," or you know, said this about, and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> because you don't want to show your stupidity right that was that's hilarious you joined the band <laughs> you joined the band before you even knew how to play the song right, exactly. hilarious before, yeah i could read music that's awesome though i like that so what is your what is your so you got to go to san diego yep what has been your all-time favorite convention ever was it that that experience or was there one that's super no the um they just kept getting better and better and better every year i mean they just kept getting bigger you would go 
out there. Have you, have you guys been out there? No, no, we haven't been to San Diego. I've been up to the convention, the actual, but not during Comic-Con. And it's Okay, so you at least know what the convention center looked like. Yes. You remember where the stairs were? Yes. The, the big, okay, that's where it used to end. And oh, then wow. you'd go out one year and they'd be adding on to it. Oh. And then the next year you'd go out, they'd have that filled and they'd be adding another section and then you'd go out the following year and they'd have that filled and adding another section it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger wow. and now the entire thing i mean it's huge it's like it's the mecca pop culture huge. event ever <laughs> yeah we've but never my, been we'd love to go oh you guys should it would be awesome so awesome but i'm just trying to think of my favorite i mean I, there was one year where um i got to meet um oh gosh i'm gonna greg i'm gonna butcher his name he's always in jj abrams movies um, oh yeah i know you're talking from, about friend of his yeah. he he wrote a book for scholastic and so he was at the scholastic party and so i got to meet him and that same year i got to meet um she was the sweetest 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 i want her to be um somebody in a voice actress uh for in the bone netflix oh, um, yeah. Anna Gasteyer, that's it. Gasteyer, yep. Yes. Anna Gasteyer. Thank you, thank you, that's it. Anna Gasteyer. I got to meet Anna Gasteyer, the kid, the um, young kid from Modern Family, youngest Dunphy boy. Um, he was walking by and I ran up to him and I'm like, can I take a pic? And he took a pic with me. <laughs> that's like and Mark. Then, you like hunt people down to mm -hmm. get pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, um, I got to meet Gary Delabate. Uh, from the Howard Stern show, Baba Booey. And um, yeah, and then being so close to DC Comics, because obviously, you know, I'm a huge DC comic fan, they were always across the aisle from us in their giant, huge um, presence at Comic Con. Yeah. They had huge, huge presence there. And um, we were always across from them. So every single time they would do the movies uh, premieres and they would be up in Hall H doing the um, uh, interviews and, or not the interviews, but the panels. Um, panels, thank you. Yeah. Then they would bring them down to the DC area to sign with, um, sign with fans and, and take photo ops and all that kind of stuff. So I got to see Wonder Woman. I got to see Jason Momoa. I got to see Ben Affleck. I got to see um, all of those actors. And then there was one year we were walking back to like, go get food maybe or whatever, but we were walking along the back wall and then all of a sudden it was just like a parting of the Red Sea and all these security part people started, you know, pushing back. And it was during the age of Ultron um before either that movie had just come out or it was coming out the next year but dude the entire avengers cast walked past. oh hell yeah dude yeah, it was crazy crazy so yes comic-con is nuts nerd mecca yep exactly. it's trendy to be a nerd now so <laughs> yeah. can you tell us if there's you know so much about comics is there a comic book story or a comic book title that you would like to see on the big screen i on the big screen I would love to see something that Titans related, but I mean, with them having their TV show, um, I know they won't do, cause even the animated shows change things, you know, when they did the Judas contracts, the animated one yeah. versus, you know, there was some stuff that was there, but you know, the whole um, Jerrica, did you see those? Did you see mm -hmm. the animated one? Um, yeah. Joey at the end, I wish that it would have been followed the, the Perez uh, and Wolfman um, storyline, but, and the same thing with Titans. It was, it was Blackfire. Have you watched your all yes. cut one and two? Yeah. Um, Blackfire being this whatever thing that floats around and goes in and possesses people. I mean, just have her be on a spaceship coming to get her damn sister. Right. Why? Why? why I thought why? Trigon was really like, oh done yes. i'm like really <laughs> that's it i know they build up that whole first season to just have rachel go out there and get rid of them in like five seconds i'm like really yeah i know that was a bummer so, so tom i have to ask what are your thoughts on um teen titans go to the movies i think that movie all on its oh, own dude. like just picks the puns of the dc loved entertainment it, industry loved it loved it i i went twice and saw that in the theater <laughs> i just cracked up i mean 
<laughs> it's not funny, you know, but the whole Batman and they make him go back as a kid to the alley. So, yeah. I mean, it's like you laughed, but it was like, oh, anyway. And then the, the very last line, I love that. Ask your mom and dad where babies come from. I just <laughs> I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. I so love much that. adult humor in it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, that, and like that, it was the perfect '80s, '90s nostalgia too, because the Back to the Future stuff, like <laughs> Michael the, Bolton the Michael shit. Bolton music. <laughs> yeah, Michael Bolton. Exactly. We would watch it so much, and um, my wife would not actually watch it, but she would listen to it. And she finally came into the room. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, yes, that's. Oh, they don't have the rad rainbow streamers on them. No, uh, I know. <laughs> deploy rainbow streamers but she's like is there a dolphin on a rainbow in outer space i'm like yeah, yes <laughs> on that one. Uh, i've never watched this it's, it's like the cover of a trapper keeper <laughs> yes yes uh, i love the yes, family exactly. too. this is a dc movie oh i don't care <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. And I even liked um, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. That wasn't bad. That yeah. Wasn't bad. But I mean, because you got that was the closest to an animated Perez cartoon that you're going to get. Yep. I would agree. <laughs> what artists have, do you have any, uh, when you got to meet your idol artists? Besides Jeff Smith, because you know you idolized him before you even read his book. I'm just kidding, <laughs> dude. That's gonna come back to haunt me. Ugh. I'm gonna get text messages. Please delete that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Did you ask a question in there? Sorry. Yeah. So what? What are your? Go back to your artists. What artists have you met, and uh, that you hold in like the highest regard? Really, I guess is a better way to phrase it. Well, Phil, oh God, got to be obvious. Um, just, I mean, he's just so one of the greatest people I've ever met. Um, and the fact that we've remained friends over 20 some years and just, you know, great, great person. I love him. Um, I mean, Robin and Terry, um, I mean, they've introduced me to George. They're really good friends with George. I had dinner with George in Pittsburgh. Okay, come on. You got to go into detail on that. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I did not. I, I was so afraid to say something stupid that I just listened to him talk and, and just listened to him and Robin and Terry have their conversation. I mean, I might have, I don't even remember. I honestly don't even remember. I don't remember where we ate. I don't remember. I was sitting next to him. He blacked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like having a blackout without having any. Did he have a groovy shirt on? Did he have the groovy shirt on? He always does. Yeah, his wife <laughs> for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's just one of the nicest people. And I just, yeah, I was just so starstruck. You know, awesome. you know, and Eric Powell, freaking Eric, I love him and his, um, I don't know if they're married. Sorry, Andrew, if you're watching, ever watch that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, they've introduced me and I've got to meet so many great people. The Chapman's from Graffiti, who all the t-shirts practically, yeah. um, uh, Bob and Gina and their kids and um, tons of friends that, Obviously, uh, the, this last week, such crappy news about DC and the layoffs and stuff. Um, yeah, you know, had a lot of friends from there. And so, my last question, Tom, what uh, what are maybe some of your top story arcs that are just timeless for you that are like your favorites? Um, well, I guess the Donna Troy, the Who is Donna Troy? I loved just that one issue of how Dick was able to do all of that. And they wrote it in just one issue, that one versus the five where they made her a God and, and you know, the Titans of um, myth. And Judd, was that Judd uh, that wrote that? No, it was, it was a present Wolfman okay. Okay. when they changed Donna to become Troya. Okay. Uh, I'm going back to the original um, one in the eighties. Um, 
But then Tara's the Judas contract. I mean, I'll tell you a story. I was in ninth grade at lunchtime, ran down to the little five and dime store. That cover that I showed you that I told you was one of my favorites where Terminator shooting everybody. That was the issue right there. Mm. And next class was Spanish. And I would, I snuck my comic book in through my Spanish book. And of course, Mr. Kespier is doing the um, <laughs> lecture and everything. And I'm not paying any attention. I am reading that comic book and I'm flipping and reading and flipping and reading. And when I, you guys have know, obviously I'm not going to spoil anything since it's so old. And I'm assuming you know about Tara. Um, when I flipped that page and saw that she had been freaking was a traitor and was working for Deathstroke. Dude, ah, dudes, I wanted to jump up and scream. I could not, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I just couldn't believe my mind. And I, I'm looking around the class because I know I want to say something, but nobody else is reading a comic book in class. <laughs> and uh, it was that to me, that, that just, I just loved it, loved it. And oh, yeah. I guess I should do some other ones. I shouldn't really stick with, but for me, it's always been. Always oh, that's been, good though, man. I thought, good. She was cast, I thought they casted her well in Titans. Who? Which Donna one? Troy. Oh, the best. I actually, and I have no problem admitting this, when Dick and Donna were together, I teared up because that is to me, the writers, the actor, I mean that, the direct, everybody in that episode that she first comes in that's you know has her name to it it was perfection even the yeah. kids when they were in the bedroom and diana's downstairs talking to bruce and yeah just, just the two of them talking to each other as kids and then it just that's them for me that is absolutely Hell them. Yeah. For me. just loved 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 that episode and awesome. she not be more perfectly cast. I know. More, I agree. Something? And when she freaking uses that lasso for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Woo! Mm. <laughs> Woo! Oh, Wild again. Oh, God, yeah. We have a segment on the show. We're going to get you in on it. Who would win? Yeah. The nerd battles. We got to okay. get you. You got to pick this episode. Let them know some of the previous battles that we've had on Okay, so we've already done Dark Side versus Thanos. We've done the Lizard versus Killer Croc. We've done. Oh, that's good. Who else have we done? Alfred versus Jarvis. <laughs> Alfred versus Jarvis. We did. Uh, we <laughs> had the uh, comic book match. <laughs> you, you guys, if you guys throw Marvel versus DC, I'm so, sorry, honey. I'm always going to be biased. No, you, you, we're, we're trying to like branch it out. We're, we're, uh, so no, like, what, what did you do? You did Snake. I did, uh, we did like Sam and Dean Winchester versus Blade. We've done Hulk versus Superman. We had Mike and Ming from Comic Book Men finally settle that one because that was the thing that brought Mark and I together in the eighth grade where a friendship blossomed out of pure disagreement. <laughs> 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 so think of a matchup tom you're on it's it's on oh you. i that's yeah. me I've got oh yeah yeah oh, i want to think of something either that nobody else has thought of but i would also like to pose it because you guys could educate me on maybe some marvel characters that i don't that's all mark fully un fully understand like okay mark if i was gonna pick god scarlet witch mm -hmm. who in dc is compatible zatanna raven zatanna okay really so i would go more raven man you think she's she's got the portals and magic and i'd say zatanna's just magic I'm speak. I'm talking about traditional Scarlet Witch. I yeah. against the Tana. So, so like '80s or '90s Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch yes. and, and okay, because that's one of them I would like to. Get '70s, here. '80s, '90s Scarlet Witch versus Tana. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, and then um, then I was thinking just stupid like Mulder and Scully, but I can't think of who would we fight <laughs> or who would we pit Mulder and Scully against? Uh, Shield. Shield. Who? Nick Fury, Shield, and uh, Maria Hill. Oh, I think kick Mulder and Scully's ass. <laughs> I want Mulder and Scully to win. <laughs> uh, All right, did we decide on one or no? 
Charlie Brown versus Garfield. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some clothes on you. <laughs> oh, no. King Doc versus who? Fing Fang Foom. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, let's do. I I really want to hear Mark's take on Scarlet Witch and Zatanna. Ooh, that's a good one. I like it. That's a very good one. Uh that's hard. That's really hard. Uh, do you think that Zatanna would be able to get the spell out fast enough to incapacitate her somehow? Because I don't know what her. That's why I'm a, like an idiot when it comes to Marvel stuff. What would she be able to do to like if um, Zatanna put? you know, I don't know, a, some kind of uh, hold on her. Do her, does she have to like touch her hands together to make her powers work? Does she have to? Her hands have to, Scarlet Witch, her hands have to be free. So she, her, her fingers have to make a sort of configuration okay. in order for her powers to work. So. Are they all thought based? Like if I want to um, grab it depends. some ape and whip it. Make it, it depends. Yeah. As as Scarlet Witch got older, she didn't have to have her hands. She could be blindfolded, but she just had to concentrate on something for a long enough time in order for something to happen. Because so, wasn't she the, um, and we're getting sidetracked here, but the whole House of M, wasn't that her? That was her. I didn't read okay. that, but that was her. Oh, okay. But I think that that's, man, that's a hard one because, you know, Zatanna, she has lots of experience and Scarlet Witch, she was taught by, you know, Doctor Strange and a Agatha Harkness. And then Zatanna, I think, was taught by her father, I think. Right. So, yes. you know, they both have lots of training. That's, it almost could be like a draw. Unless like Zatanna... Like, what would be Zatanna's limitations, though? Like you said, Scarlet Witch's hands have to be free. I mean, unless Zatanna, you know, like... Gets her mouth You know, burned her tongue and she can't come up with a backward spell. She's like, yeah. screwed. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make my pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sedana because I'm always a guy with a chicken fishnets. So that, there's there's my decision maker right there. So well, one I'm for, going with one, for, one for Zatanna. <laughs> I'm going for Scarlet Witch. <coughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to think of when she was in. Oh, fish. Oh, you're talking about her little. So Imagine Rich that. is going to have to do Zatanna versus Black Canary, the battle of the... Uh, it's like they're sorority sisters. They went to the fishnet shop and, and then they got <laughs> drunk. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Zatanna. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a blonde or brunette. Mm. That's going to be your... Does your I'm wife listen with, to this? I'm going with Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Mark's keeping it real and I'm talking about a costume <laughs> aesthetic here. <laughs> Uh, Rob, what's your pick, man? Well, I have to say I don't know too much about Scarlet Witch. Um, but I'll be honest, I don't know too much about Zatanna either. Um, I mean, I know the basics. Like, I know she was, like, she's born with magical powers, and then she can also learn magic. So, I don't know. With the thing you laid out, Mark, that her hand, like, I think Zatanna could probably just put a spell to encase her hands in something. So, I'm going to go with Zatanna. I don't know if there's any limitations like that with her or not. So, uh, I'll I'll build on the uh, fishnet argument and go off some <laughs> principles here. <laughs> Sorry. The twins. That's right. What's your pick, Tom? <sighs> See, that's, for me, it's not fair because, I, like I said, I'm always biased. To Mark's used it. to losing, so it's fine. It. Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the DC -er. but I mean, if if it would depend, if Scarlet Witch knows what, um, like if they if they've never met before and they don't know what each powers are, they haven't been able to pull a Batman and know everything about everything. Yeah, then. I think maybe Zatanna could take her. But if Scarlet Witch knew all she's got to do, can she make things appear and, like, would no. she be able to clamp her mouth? No. Okay. Since then, Zatanna. <laughs> yeah. yeah she could probably come up with a spell to cut off Zatanna's powers. But would those be the learned That's powers bad. or the, like, inherent powers? Magic versus magic. Well, she's she, she's got to come up She's, it's got to be sourced from somewhere. So Scarlet Witch can cut up, can come up with a spell to cut her off from her source oh, of power. Rob's getting the encyclopedia out. Which encyclopedia? <laughs> DC. Yes. 
Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Should we pull up It'll a Wikipedia, Mark? You look so pissed. <laughs> well, Just go to the very back. <laughs> All right. Zatanna, let's see. Superpowers. Genetically imbued. What the fuck does that imbued. mean? Imbued. In what? Imbued. There, uh, yeah, she was born with. With the ability to manipulate magic, sorcery includes elemental manipulation, transmutation, and teleportation. Boop. She says her spells backwards Boop. as an aid to concentration. So they both got to concentrate. Yes, they do. That's a good matchup. Either way, it's a good matchup. Thanks. Good pick. Well, Tom, thanks for hanging out with us and nerding out. No we appreciate problem. it. And we've enjoyed talking to you. Hopefully you had fun. fun. <laughs> You're going to be on our uh, fireside. We're going to have to add you to our uh, fireside bourbon chat when all this shit ends. That list is growing and growing. Yeah. Oh, you guys got to come for Friday the 13th. Hopefully this shit's over by August the next year. Oh, and it'll be hot awesome. sock because... I'll just have to start um, turning the AC down a few days beforehand so it's nice and cold. Because when all them people, the most I had in here was probably like 30 people. I oh, bought wow. a, I bought a um, L-shaped blow-up um, couch to put in front of the <laughs> other L-shaped couch, in front of the rocking chair, in front of all eight chairs that I have for the dining room table. We were crammed in here. So let me ask you on that note. What did you think of the Pedalecki Friday the 13th? Oh, I, that's what I watched Friday night. I love stupendous nipple play. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> I, I always thought it was stupendous nipple placement. That dude, that douche dude just cracked me up when he's having sex. And he says that. But he has, you have per- perfect nipple placement. I always thought it was. <laughs> uh, I love where he got killed on the back of the tow truck. I, like, I know, exactly. And then I always loved... Um, yeah, I'd really help you out, but the owners, they're a real... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fart noises always make me laugh. Oh, it's the original joke, man. Yeah. The, what's the best kill in that movie? I have my favorite. Oh, my God. There are so many good ones. And don't say the Matthew McConaughey lookalike in the boat. I do, that one, I'll tell you. When, that, when I saw that in the movie theater, that really shocked me. Yeah. And I was not expecting it because he's he's Jason. That's why I loved that movie so much. It was Jason ran, dude. He ran. <laughs> you know, mine I is the, hanging the girl over the campfire. Yeah, yeah. And then um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just I love the scene nice... where she's under the dock. Where she's under the dock. I just oh. thought that was genius. <laughs> All of a sudden, she's Boop. like, movies. <laughs> <laughs> Down, <laughs> oh, I just thought that was great. I know. I'm trying to think of which which kill scene I I loved the um the Asian kid when he oh. says to him with the hockey stick and he's like, "Oh, is this yours or something like that?" The dude from that. Disturbia got this like what was it a um, oh a screwdriver in his neck, wasn't it? Oh, God, I just watched it. I th- he picked up somebody. Didn't he pick up the one girl with the, the uh, stupendous nipple placement? And he she got put killed her in the bathroom on the door, like deer yeah. antlers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? The cat but I loved the, the knife through the floor, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, When yeah. they were in his cabin, mm-hmm. when they got the, that was at the very beginning. Yeah. Wasn't that what's-her-name from... Uh, it's Killer, Killer Frost, yeah. 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 Danielle Pennebecker. But yeah. she was in uh, The Mentalist, wasn't she? Wasn't she one of the police detectives or whatever? Mm, I don't remember. Uh, All right. Well, Tom, it's been an absolute We appreciate pleasure. it. Thank you so much, Tom. No problem, you guys. We have to get your address so we can send you some stickers. Oh, I'll, right. I'll get it from yeah. him. I've got it. Okay. I'll yeah. get you some stickers, yeah. dude. Cool. cool. All cool. right, Tom. Cool. We'll see you, buddy. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Bye. Take care, man. Yeah, listen, yeah. yeah dude, you are coming over. I will. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> See you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was a great conversation with Tom Gott. I'm really I'm glad we got to. We I'm really glad we got to have him on the Who Would Win. Yeah, that was fun, and I mean, his collection his just is just so diverse, and man, it's I, I don't think I've seen anything like it in a person, someone's actual home. That's incredible, yeah. really. He rivals the uh, Superman Museum in Metropolis. <laughs> 
it's like it's his house man yeah all right so that was that was a really good conversation with tom really good uh really good episode fellas so um until next time this is rich this is mark this is rob we have stickers we're uh trying to branch out and um get some more swag in the near future but uh you know if you're interested in some stickers um you can throw it on your car you know throw it on your wife's car or significant other's laptop you know whatever uh shoot us an email here's home base at uh, gmail and um you know we'll be happy to get that out to you also as always appreciate you listening subscribe um like leave us a comment on your uh podcast streaming app of choice and uh we really appreciate you supporting us take care Thank you for listening, subscribing, and supporting to this RMR production. To this, to this RMR. <laughs> Why is this so complicated? Thank you Go. for listening, subscribing, and supporting to this RMR. This RMR. <laughs> this RMR. This is an RMR production. Not the two. Drop the two. Go. Thank you for listening, supporting, and subscribing. This RMR. <laughs> You said take out the two. <laughs> Mark, you're actually right. The two needs to be in there. Oh, my God. <sighs> Excuse me. I know. <laughs> no, I think I changed the order, and it needs to be in there. Okay, shit. All right. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and supporting. To this RMR. <laughs> Production. <laughs> I think they get it. <laughs> I fucked it up. <sighs> All right, Mark, you just go with what's natural. You ready? With whatever's natural after what I say. Okay. Thank you for listening, supporting. Supporting, that's a good one. I like that. That's that's bullshit. Thank you for subscribing, listening, and supporting. This RMR. Production. Boom. Nice.